0: I want to start off this morning by welcoming everybody that's listening in. Uh, Very grateful for how God has uh, been using uh, this crisis to get the word of God spread uh, through social media. Uh, And so this morning, we're going to have a a very uh, awesome time of worship. I have some announcements I do want to give you this morning now. Uh, They're the same ones that Fane just told you. And if you understood all the announcements, I want you to send me a message and explain to me how you could do it. Uh, But if not, here are a few uh, I want you to know about uh, for things coming up. First and foremost, our Seekers Ministry uh, is uh, moving strong in what they're doing and serving meals in the community. Uh, We're serving over 30 hot meals every week. Uh, Pastor Eddie is getting that coordinated and we're actually adding meals to that uh, also, we were contacted this week and asked if, there were, uh, if there's any way if folks needed to have, to have medication picked up from the pharmacy and delivered. I said, absolutely. So, if you would like to participate in that ministry, you can email me or that uh, email on the screen right there is uh, Pastor Eddie, uh, that Hotmail account. So, uh, send him a message if you want to be a part of that. Also, uh, we are recording these sermons every week. Not everyone is on Facebook Live. And so we are burning DVDs uh, each week as quickly as we can, and we deliver them. Uh, we've already added a couple to the list, but if you are available to help to burn them, if you have a computer that can do it, we can get the, uh, uh, the data out to you, and you can help us expedite that, at that time. I'm very grateful for Justin Fisher and David Durst. Uh, they don't want the credit, but David was up here literally almost all day long getting those DVDs done last Sunday, but if you can help with that, That'd be awesome. Uh, Morgan is getting those delivered out. We can always multiply that ministry. Also, the food bank, the Mason County Food Bank, uh, is serving. We, we made a, a wrong announcement last week. It's not every Monday. It's every other Monday. Those dates on the screen are good. So tomorrow, they'll be serving from 3 to 5.30. Um, they needed some help, some additional help, because uh, people are going to just be pulling up to get food, and it's going to be brought out to them. And so our church is going to be facilitating setting up canopies and cones for that. Uh, Jeff Gass, our deacon chair, and his family are going to be doing it this Monday. But if you would like to help set up and tear that down, do it. But if you need food, okay, just show up. Just show up. Um, I'm sorry I don't have the address up there, but it's the Young Life House. If you want to know how to get over there, uh, you send me a message and I'll get you directions ...to get food. And Primera Iglesia Baptista is actually meeting live on Facebook right now. And so um, if you would uh, help me by uh, going to that Facebook page and, and uh, liking it and sharing it with other people... Uh, we are having live worship in Spanish uh, as we speak, and I'm very excited about that opportunity. Uh, we had over 2,200 views last Sunday of this service, and so I'm hoping that we can multiply uh, that ministry. Because, to my knowledge, there are no other Spanish-speaking uh, services live streaming right now, at least in a, in a clo- in, in, within this county. So, uh, pray for Pastor Marcelo and that ministry. Uh, and then also, we do have small groups meeting, Life Connection Group, Sunday Schools meeting right now on Zoom. Uh, we have other ministries happening. Our junior high ministry, they're going to meet this evening at 5.30. My kids will be on a Zoom for that. Uh, we have Women of the Word, that Bible study, that's going to meet this evening at 4 and Thursday at 7. But the Salt Group and Disciples Group, y'all just finished your Zoom meeting. Uh, the Brians are going to have plans to meet next week, and if we can add more, we will. But those are the Zoom accounts. Send a message to us, ryan at ryan.fbmason.org, if you want to have information on how to join one of these Zoom uh, meetings. Uh, and then the other thing we're going to mention is uh, our, the importance of prayer. We have a prayer chain that's working all the time. I want to really encourage you to, I mean, we need to be multiplying the number of people on the prayer chain in this time. So it can either be uh, by text message or email uh, but just send an email to prayer at fbmason.org but we also are doing something my family is doing this a member of our our community uh, made the recommendation that as many people as possible would just step out on their front porch on uh, every evening at sunset and just pray pray together as a family and pray and ask the lord to heal our land Uh, And uh, I've been asking me and my kids We go out and we confess our sin Uh, We cry out to God for for healing and and praising Him And uh, let's just see the power of prayer work in the middle of this crisis Um, And the last two announcements are some things that are coming up That we're going to actually get to be able to gather gather together again We are going to do a drive-in movie to show the movie The Passion of Christ on Good Friday That's April the 10th We have a couple of weeks Weather permitting, uh, we're going to take up a special offering. We're going to see a video for this offering a bit for our, our Annie Armstrong Easter offering that supports um, church planning uh, in North American missions in United States, Canada, and Mexico. Uh, but we can pull behind, in the, fellowship, behind the fellowship hall. We're going to be parking people. Uh, Our county judge said people can sit in their lawn chairs, they can sit in the back of their pickup and watch this movie. Uh, And so we're going to be doing that on Good Friday and then on Easter morning. We're going to celebrate the resurrection together here and we'll still have it on Facebook Live. We're going to figure those details out but we're going to have worship here in the parking lot. And so folks, you'll be parked on either side of the building Uh, We'll have a big trailer set up across the street from the church in front of Jared and Jamie Henrich's house. They've been very gracious to let us to do that. And we'll have the praise team up there. And Lord willing, we might even have some baptisms. So we have a big water trough uh, that we'll have uh, prepared to set up as well for baptisms. But that is all the information of of things that are coming. Help spread the word. Uh, And uh, we're going to be getting an email out asking for volunteers to kind of help take different parts of the preparation. Uh, and so that that's the thing the things that are rolling here as we adapt to the crisis but we continue to serve the God that doesn't change in the middle of this world that changes often so we're glad you're here I'm going to turn it over now to Pastor John and he will open us open us up in prayer and we will begin worship
1: so let's let's pray together wherever you're wherever you're at Uh, whether it's living room, car, or just wherever you're at, let's uh, close our eyes as we begin our time together. Father, I thank you for the way that you're moving in this land and in this place, in, in these difficult and uncertain times. But Lord, we know that you are the constant. You are the everlasting God. And Father, we come to you now and we ask that by the power of your Spirit that you would move in people's hearts. Jesus, that you would reveal more of what you have done and who you are in, in our everyday lives. And Lord, we desire relationship with you. And so, Lord, we know that you are a powerful God and we know that you can reach uh, the darkest places with your light. And we pray now that you would be the light of the world and that you would draw people near to that light, and that people would experience hope, peace, comfort, and joy wherever they're at right now. And so, Lord, we, we offer this these songs and this time to you, and we ask that you would come in power. We ask these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen.
2: I raise a hallelujah, heaven comes to fight for me. I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm, louder and louder, gonna hear my praises roar.
0: Scripture, Second Chronicles uh, chapter 7, uh, verse um, 13 to 14. If I shut the skies so there is no rain, or if I command the grasshopper to consume the land, or if I send pestilence on my people, and my people who bear my name humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their evil ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin. And heal their land. I come to you this morning, church, um, asking you that your attitude uh, through this crisis uh, would not be looking down on your own individual struggles, not looking down just at the the current crisis. I shared with you last week, and I'm convicted uh, that this is truth: that the crisis that we are experiencing. Uh, right now is no different than the crisis that we live in every day before the the battle plan of the enemy in this broken world changed a few weeks ago we live in a broken and fallen world uh, and, and it is no no doubt that that this that this is happening uh, because of the the sinfulness of of this not just this country or, or our own individual sin in this community but as a whole and uh and, and that battle is going to continue until Christ returns but we have a mandate from scripture to, to, to take our eyes off of the things um, that consume us in sin and lift our eyes to heaven and, and that's why I asked as we pray at sunset if you would do that pray uh, in repentance pray with confession and pray with passion knowing that our God hears us and he's got a plan through this difficult time uh, and so I just want to encourage you with that word uh, I also want to ask you um, to continue to be faithful in giving uh, to our ministry here at the First Baptist Church of Mason. On the screen right now, uh, you see different ways that we can give. Number one, you can just send a, a check in, and you can email us, or you can send a check. I'm sorry to uh, to our PO box, PO box 370, uh, here at Mason, Texas. Or we had a member call this morning uh, and said, "Can I just bring a check by? I don't have internet working at my house the right way." And I said, "Absolutely." Uh, but those instructions that you see on the screen, um, it's really important that you stay faithful uh, to help us. Now, folks that are tuning in from other churches, uh, I, or from other, uh, not other churches, but other places that, are, that aren't a part of our faith family, uh, I want to encourage you to be faithful as the Lord lays it on your heart, but a way that you could give is to our crisis fund. We've set up a special fund specifically to help us have resources to help people in need. Uh, we had one of our members that was laid off from a job, and uh, right now we have two, actually we have about three folks, and I think they're all being provided for, but we want to be in a position to help, to buy food. Uh, and if you can do that, that would be awesome. When we gather uh, at these different times coming up soon, uh, whether it be the drive-in movie or it be uh, for a parking lot church, we're going to be able to take a physical offering then, but it's important that you are faithful. Uh, I know some of you are going through difficult financial times, and you, you let that between, be between you and the Lord, okay? Uh, but if you can, please tithe. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's have another prayer, uh, and then we'll continue to worship. Father, we just want to confess to you, Father, Lord, that Lord, each of us are broken. Uh, Father, but there's a difference between many. Father, in fact, everybody that lives on this earth, Father, are, are broken people. But there's many of us that are being put back together through the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Father, we know in your eyes, Father, Lord, we are completely made whole. But Father, we're still in the process of, of Lord, growing in our faith. And we still wrestle with sin, but sin doesn't have power anymore. Father, because of your work. And Father, as we come and we cry out and pray, Father, that you would stay, Lord, this pestilence on the earth, God. Uh, Father, we, we know, Lord, you're moving in that, Father, to call people to be put back together. And so, Father, Lord, we come, Lord, to confess our struggles this morning. We come to confess our fears this morning, and we do it prayerfully, God, knowing, Father, when we pray, Father, that, Lord, you will curse the anxiety in us, and you will replace it with joy. So, Lord, help us to learn to be more faithful as we follow you, Lord, not in giving money, Father, but but to be a steward with our lives, God, because everything we have is yours. Father, we want all things in order so we might know you and know your peace in this storm. We love you and pray this in Christ's name.
2: sorrow and dead in my sin lost without hope with no place to you your love made a way to let mercy come in when death was arrested in my life in. ash was redeemed only beauty remained Required my feet rose to dance When death was arrested I'm a Rejoices is o Heaven.
0: Thank you, Pastor John, praise team. Uh, I nearly uh, jerked my voice out of uh, Kelter there, uh, especially that last song, Resurrecting. I'm sure uh, you felt the same way. Uh, it's good to be back with you again this week. I hope you've had a, a good week together uh, at home and serving together in your families and, and learning how to deal with uh, the situation uh, I am praying that we are going to adapt very well as a church an individual, and individually in a short period of time that once we're completely adapted this will all go away and we can get back to normal. Uh, but we are definitely preparing uh, to deal with this for a bit. We're not quite sure um, how long it'll go uh, but the Lord does. And as I mentioned to you earlier uh, I am convinced that uh, what we are experiencing is nothing different than what we experience every day in a, in a broken, sinful world. The tactics have changed on how the enemy in this broken world is, is uh, trying to uh, still kill, and destroy and, and have its full effect uh, in sin on us. Uh, but it's amazing to see how the God that never changes is moving in our midst. And so this morning, uh, we're going to address that just a bit. Uh, and the text that I'll be in for the next two Sundays uh, leading up to Easter, we have t- this Sunday and next Sunday, uh, we will be probably in the same format, uh, but we're going to be in a, in some, in a in particular, in a familiar verse of Scripture that many of you have probably read or prayed through very recently because of what is going on. We're going to be in Philippians chapter 4, verses 1 to 9. But before we jump into that text, um, I, I just want to tell you, because that, that's the text that, that comes across and says, don't worry about anything, but pray. In fact, I have quoted that scripture many times before uh, here in our, in, our, in our time of live worship actually together. But just imagine this for a moment. Imagine that it was announced that there was two different uh, doses of medication, that if you would take these two doses, two different pills, that it would, it would keep you from getting the coronavirus, or if you had it, if, if you took them both, it would completely heal you. But if you just took, like, the first pill, uh, it would just kind of take care of the symptoms, but it wouldn't actually heal you completely. You know, you'd, what would you say? Like, you'd be like, well, give me the whole dose. I want both pills. Sign me up. It doesn't matter what it costs. And some of you are feeling that way. Well, whenever we go and we just proof text scripture... Uh, and we don't dive into the full meaning of it. Uh, we are kind of just taking a partial dose of it. It's, nothing's wrong. Nothing, nothing's wrong with just memorizing your favorite verses of the Bible. Uh, and, and going through it and, and, and remembering it, and memorizing it. Uh, but man, we've got to dive in and have the whole counsel of God's word. Because sometimes when we don't go in and deal with all the texts as God intends it, we don't get the full dose and so this week, we're going we're gonna to jump into a familiar text, but we're going to take two weeks because it, it's, it's a really uh, powerful text of Scripture, and uh, we're going to kind of look at the full meaning. Give me a second as I'm getting technology to work for me, maybe. Uh, I keep losing it uh, to, to run these slides, Dave, and if it doesn't work, then I'll just ask you to track with me. Um, but uh, nothing's changed here. Uh, me trying to work with technology in my sermon, sometimes it doesn't work right. But that's okay. We're we're gonna we're gonna make it through. In fact, it's not gonna work right, so I'm just gonna set it aside. Dave, if you can follow, follow. But you're all, it's all good. Now, so the the, this, the as you see maybe on the screen or around you, the, the, the uh, title of this morning's sermon is Who is Who's on Guard in This Crisis." Whenever you think about what we're facing and what we're going through, who is on guard? Who is standing watch uh, over your life? Uh, This theme is pretty consistent even the last week. Are you trying to control this setting, this situation all by yourself? Or or is there somebody else? Have you trusted someone else with your circumstance? Uh, We're going to see in Scripture as we look in Philippians chapter 4 uh, here in just a moment that uh, th- this issue of dealing with these types of circumstances, whether it be uh, pandemics or epidemics or, or, or any other result of sin, uh, it, there's, it's a consistent theme. We need God standing on guard on His throne over our lives, us underneath Him, to, to walk through this difficult time. Um, the main point, if you have your study guide that I emailed out, the main point of the sermon this morning is unity in spiritual health is only accomplished when God's children choose His peace. And the theme of, of, of Philippians 4 is peace, especially as we get down to the bottom of it. This this fellowship, this church had lost that because of something that was happening internally. But all, it also addresses in the greater book things that happen externally but we have to choose his peace in the middle of this crisis you have a choice and that's i'm talking about us we have a choice in the middle of all this unite in his peace by taking your eyes off your problems and artificial crises and put them on him above in prayer and sacrifice and i i don't mean to say that you know the coronavirus is artificial it's not a real threat i'm not saying that okay but I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm serious here. We live in a broken world, and sometimes we take the things of this world that are attacking us, and we blow them way out of proportion, though it might steal my life, though it might harm someone in my family. I know if I'm in a relationship with Jesus Christ, this coronavirus cannot touch me who I am. He cannot touch those that are called by his name. I am not fearful of it. I'm going to be a good steward. I'm going to protect my family. I'm going to protect you if I can. I'll do anything and everything for you. But, but it, it, it's, it's only a game that the enemy is going to lose. And I have confidence in that. So read along with me in Scripture. Uh, I believe it will be on the screen uh, in your home or in your own copy of God's Word. We're going to start in Philippians chapter 4 and we're going to read through verse 9. So then, my dearly, my dearly loved and longed for brothers and sisters, my joy and crown in this manner, stand firm in the Lord, dear friends. I urge Yodia and I urge uh, Sintice, Sintike to agree in the Lord. Yes, I also ask you, true partner, to help these women who have contended for the gospel at my side, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again: rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence, if there is anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. Do what you have learned and received and heard from me, and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. Now, um, so... We're going to deal with all of this text in two different sermons. We're going to look at it all today, but we're really going to just zoom in and, and, and dig into some truth of Scripture in the early part uh, of, of, of that section that I just read. And then next Sunday, we're going to go back and we're going to dwell on the latter part of it. But but I think it is, it is a timely word from God from us, uh, for us. So look, look again back in verse 1. Uh, this is the Apostle Paul, and he's writing... To uh, a church that he planted, these are people that he won to the faith, and he had other brothers and sisters that brought people into the house of God, the the spiritual house of God, the body of Christ through evangelism. And 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 he, this church was built through Paul, and he's writing back and he's addressing a struggle, and we see here in just a moment in verse two what the struggle really is that the whole book's been about, but. the the key here in this text is that we should long for and treasure physical worship with our church family. And I just want you to know, I want you to know I want it back, okay? I am missing being with you. It's, you know, we're used to taking a vacation a couple of times a year or being away, but I miss my time in fellowship with you, church. And, And I know that we have a lot of folks that are watching uh, this morning, that perhaps they're not a part of a regular faith family. Uh, and I am so grateful you're a part of this, but here's what I want. Here's, here's my prayer. And I've been praying this, this week for you that are just tuning in. Um, that, 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 you know, and the only reason I say this is because I want you to have the full effect of what God wants for you. I don't want you just to feel good in a a 45 or 30-minute sermon uh, and then go out and try to face the battle on your own. I want you to take Christ with you everywhere you go, living in His Spirit. And and if you study the whole counsel of God's Word, He wants you in a local body of believers serving and worshiping together because we need each other. I'm I'm desperate to be back together with you. I, I, I miss you. And, and so, um, Paul here, as he, as he opens this, this letter or the, the closing chapter of this letter, he says so. He said, So then, my dearly loved and longed for brothers and sisters, my joy and crown. I mean, he is talking about the things that are most valuable to me. He's talking about being in heaven, he's talking about in, in, end time stuff there. First, whenever he says, um, that he loves them brothers and sisters he longs for them he wants that connection but he says my joy and my crown guys what we do together in the church serving together proclaiming the gospel making disciples witnessing together meeting needs in the community together worshiping together we are we are doing this work that that, that has a great effect here on the earth in our own lives and and those around us but it's storing up something in heaven That we are going to get to enjoy in our final reward. That's why we're not concerned about the coronavirus in the buckhouse. Because we know what's coming next. And I want you to have that full effect of what God wants. But but listen else to the terminology or the words he uses. He says, in this manner stand firm in the Lord, dear friends. There's several words here in the the book of Philippians uh, that that are military words. Or words that have military meaning in, in the Greek. And that's because as the Romans would go out and conquer places, uh, oftentimes they did not want the army to come back to Rome because they were afraid of the army. The politicians didn't want uh, the military in their business. That sounds kind of familiar. They don't want to be kicked out for doing boneheaded things. But uh, what they would often do is in the defeated area, they would make new cities and they would lead these militaries behind to set up their own population, their own city. And, and that was, that's what Philippi was. And so whenever Paul is using some of these words, the, these, these people, they knew what he was talking about because here's the deal. The Roman armies were known for something. They were known for a lot of things. They were incredible. But whenever an enemy attacked and they were in formation, they did not back down. They stood, and, and, and that's why it was so large because they, they were so committed and compelled to stand in the gap and to stand in a defensive posture and there's no way that they could be overcome. And, and church, that's what Paul means here whenever he, he talks about in, in the rest of the, in the Scripture. He, he pinpoints three things in all the book of Philippians. He's addressing d- disunity, turmoil, or wrong values. He, he tells them, do not allow these things to weaken you, but stand together to accomplish God's will together. And whenever we're in the midst of this crisis, in your home or as a church, we have got to stand firm and not allow this attack to weaken us. I, I mentioned this last week, and, and it's all the more so. There are, there are churches in, in, uh, across this land, over 1,000 Southern Baptist churches like ours close their doors every year anyways without this type of an attack. And there are churches that are going to struggle, and, and their doors are going to close uh, but I, I just want you to know, I am not satisfied with that type of service for Christ here in my church. I don't know what the outcome is going to be in a couple of weeks or in several months. I don't know. But church, we have to stand firm. Church, we must not give the current turmoil the opportunity to weaken us as a church. If we stay connected through Zoom and Christian fellowship. I think that's really important. I don't know everybody likes using technology in this time, but I want you to know it is imperative that we don't let our own uh, stubbornness or our own uh, confusion keep us from being connected. Call each other, text each other, or stay connected as a church. We just had two groups do that today. If we continue to study scripture together this virtual technology or, or other recommendations from our leaders. We have to do it because here's something else I know. We need the Word of God now more than ever before. I know a lot of us love, probably everyone listening in would say, yes, I, I, I like the Bible. I, re, I love the Bible. I read the Bible. But if we're all really honest, we struggle being accountable to actually getting God's Word. And whenever we are actually in Bible study together, It draws us in to His community, but it draws us into His Word. Don't neglect that in this time. Uh, if we give electronically or by mail, it's imperative that you continue to be faithful. And, and if, we, um, if we continue to serve in new and innovative ways the best that we can, and, and if we can join together in prayer on the prayer chain or going on our porches and praying at sunset, these are all these isn't, this isn't something Pastor Ryan made up. These are, this is what all the Scripture is calling us to do. We have to stand firm and not allow this this crisis, this turmoil, to to have its full effect. Because there's an enemy that wants to have its full effect in your life. But there is a God that is able to overcome all of this. And not just uh, allow uh, our homes or or our nation or our churches to be steamrolled. But no, to come out even stronger and more victorious and, and, and... now I know how the story ends, but I also know that things are some churches in, in, in our culture is it's not going to get any better through you know just through the social order or the government giving out two trillion dollars. But it will be repaired if God steps up in us, if we will respond and we will choose. That's the point. We have to choose. Next, the next major point of the, of the text this morning, then verse two and three, come along with me. He says, I urge Yodia and I urge uh, Syntyche to agree in the Lord. Yes, I also ask you, true partner, to help these women who have contended for the gospel at my side along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers whose names are in the book of life. Uh, Now, this is a really important point here. This is why I'm saying we have to focus on all of it, not just to the verses that we're really familiar with, Okay. As we look at this, we, we see something uh, particular here. It, it says in verse 2, I urge Yodia and I urge Antike." Whenever he uses that word urge uh, or he pleads, uh, he uses it twice as repetition. Basically, what we have here is we have two different women that, that from, from what Paul says here, um, were, were, were gospel people, okay? They, they, were, they were a part of the solution to bring people to faith in Christ and to build this church up. Uh, it doesn't point to any immoral failure. It doesn't point to anything radically wrong that's happened here. But, but for some reason, something has happened here. Uh, Paul then deals with the offensive attack, personal conflict between great servants of Christ who for some reason are at odds and can't get on the same page. Have you ever heard of that before happening in a church? Have you ever heard of that happening before at your job or in your family? I want you to know something, guys. Uh, My kingdom, and I, I put that in quotations, wanting to do things my way will always snuff out The security and the peace that we are supposed to be living in. Um, My personal preferences and individual kingdoms are just as harmful as immorality and blatant sin. And in this time, whenever there are these, 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 these attacks and this turmoil coming... Man, this is what the enemy's trying to do. He, he's, he's trying to sneak in just like the, the bacteria is trying to, or the virus is trying to sneak into your body without you seeing it. He's trying to sneak in and cause you to worry. He's trying to sneak in and, and, and try to, you know, convince you that, that, that you've got to do something drastic here. Uh, and, and it's going to bring about worry and, and, and confrontation. And I mean, there, there, there's a list can go on and what can happen in this. But I want you to know we've got to be committed to unity in Christ over me, myself, and I. It is imperative that we are committed to that. He also says, uh, he asks his his fellow, some of your translations says, I also urge my fellow uh, yoke fellow uh, to to, to step in and to help in the middle of this. And, And guys, we have to be on guard for each other. That's why it's important to be in a faith family. We, we need each other to walk through these difficult trials together. But we, we have to be, we need to be so committed to the mission of God that, that, that we, are not, we are not willing to let our own agendas or our, our mentality of my way or the highway attitude, we have, to, we have to put that to death and allow God to have His free reign. It is, it is so important. And, and that's why I mentioned earlier, While we have to stand firm as a church. Guys, we are not going to buckle underneath this crisis. We are going to be committed to the cause of Christ. But we had these two individuals that's highlighting them. And and, and I'm so glad that, that Paul mentions them and talks about how they were servants of Christ. And how they were servants of the gospel. But something had happened. And it put them at odds with each other. The mission became secondary. Their preferences became primary. And we cannot allow that to happen. We have got to be committed to the Lord and committed to His work no matter what is going on around us. So I, I mentioned that the two points again. We should long and treasure physical fellowship with, with our church families. We, we want it back. We have to make sure uh, to know that my kingdom mentality will always snuff out God's peace. And we can't have that. We don't need that right now. The final point that I'm going to share with you this morning, and, and we're going to come back and, and, and get into a little bit more detail next week, but I think there's an important word here today for us that we need to have. Verse 4 through 9. I'll go back and read it, but we're not going to take the time to pick it all apart completely. But let's go back into it. So he, he addresses his, his desire to be with them, to call them to stand firm in the middle of what's going on. And he urges these folks to agree in the Lord, seek the Lord's will. Uh, and he, he calls them out, then he gives them instruction. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near Don't worry about anything but in everything through prayer and petition and thanksgiving. Present your requests to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence, if there is anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. Do what you have learned and received and heard from me and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. It's really important to note something here because in that section of Scripture, the word peace is used two different times. There's, there's some symmetry here, um, and, and, and Paul's trying to communicate something very specific. And we're going to just mention a few of these things, but j- just to kind of whet the appetite of what this text is really drilling into here, um, here's what peace is. Okay, you want to know what peace is? If, you, it, you know, if, you've, if you've been with us di- during Christmas, you've heard me preach about this before. Peace is not the absence, biblical peace, God's peace is not the absence of conflict all around us. Okay, peace is not everything is, you know, all, you know, cupcake and daisies and we're all standing around holding hands singing kumbaya. That's not what it's about. But this is what peace is. Peace is God getting His way that results in transformation if we choose Him in His way. Because here's what the truth is. We can have peace and we can have security right now in the middle of this storm if we choose to be obedient and follow Him. But we can resist the movement of God. I I, I know I, I can give a long testimony here about that. I've done it before. In fact, almost every leader we have in this church, the reason they're leaders aren't because they're just, just these super, you know, have these super abilities and these super character and they're just perfect people. A lot of them do have great character, a lot of them uh, do have amazing ability. But it's because they're people that have, been, that have been broken by their own sin and they've seen Christ put them back together. But we have to choose that. There, there's t- the, the, this scripture is broken into two different parts here. Uh, in v- verse four through seven, and eight through nine, uh, and so j- just just stick with me just a few more moments, and we're going to wrap it up. But um, the first part in verse four through seven, let's go back over it again. Just a moment, he says, "Rejoice in the Lord always." I will say it again. Rejoice. In verse five, it says, "Let your graciousness be known to everyone." The Lord is near, and then in verse six, it says, "Don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer." And petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then verse 7, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts. Who's standing guard in all of this? The way the scripture is broken down, those verses I just read, uh, 4 through 7, they actually are a prescription. There's, it's a prescriptive um, it's, Text uh, with the, that. Whenever there are things that come at us that disrupt the peace that God gives us, this is how we should respond. Verse eight and nine gives us instruction on how we should live in His peace all the time. But but just I want to just go through these three points real quick in verse four through seven. The, these three instructions on what to do when troubles interrupt normal circumstances. The, the first two, rejoice, and then, and then it says uh, graciousness, they're in the emphatic. It means we should really pay attention to this. But it says that we should rejoice always. What does that mean? In the middle of this storm, what does that mean? And I, I, the way I see it is that the, no matter what happens, no matter what happens in our mentality, if we think it's good or bad, we need to praise God. Because God is, he, he is almighty, He is all-powerful. And If He has saved you, if you're in a relationship with Him, there is nothing that can happen. Nothing that can happen that He cannot intervene in. And He is glorious and on the throne no matter what. He cannot be defeated. And, and that's a mystery to me sometimes because I've seen horrible circumstances, but I trust God. And He tells us that no matter what, there is never a reason not to praise Him. The second thing... Uh, the, the second thing is, uh, it says, let your graciousness be known to everyone. Th- different translations, maybe your translation says something different, because the reason it is, is the Greek word that, that is in the emphatic there, uh, it, it, it's, it's kind of hard to translate. But, but as I've really dug into it, here's what it means. So we rejoice, then we also need to practice selflessness. Practice selflessness. Isn't that awesome? Whenever these things come about and this turmoil comes at us, we have got to be committed to to, to not being selfish, to be selfless. What does that mean? Whenever turmoil and controversy comes, we don't go out and buy all the toilet paper so nobody else can have any toilet paper. We don't go out and buy all the food. We we need to be generous. That's how a Christian responds, not panic. But Paul says to to practice this selflessness. And And then the last thing he says... It's something that we've, we've, we've said often. that This is why this, some of these verses are so famous to us. It, then it also says, do not worry about anything. Or maybe your translation says, be anxious for nothing. But do not worry about anything. But in everything, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace that, pre- that surpasses all understanding will be ours. Here's what I think that means, guys. Okay? The peace of God. God getting His way in our lives and and with being obedient and and knowing that we are secure in uh, that—that that's joy. That 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 is not just happiness, but that is satisfaction. That is confidence that 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 drives us along no matter what happens. But this is what happens whenever we allow worry to invade our life. uh, Whenever whenever that happens, um, it worry and anxiety will curse the peace and the joy in our life. It'll make it flee. God doesn't flee. Actually, we flee. But the remedy here is that whenever we pray and we plead with God, you know what God does in prayer? He curses our worry. He puts it to shame and lays it aside. That's why we need to pray whenever things come about and and they're attacking us. We're closer to God and we receive his peace in the middle of it. So we rejoice always no matter what. We practice selflessness and we curse the worry in prayer. The, fi- the final point, and, and, uh, and we are done after this, is that what are we to do uh, through these difficult times, but ha- how should we live in this peace perpetually no matter what? Guys, we, if we will turn our hearts over to Christ, uh, He will lay down in front of us Every day we live on this earth and show us that we have something to, 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 to meditate on. We have somewhere to go. Each and every day it says whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there's anything, any moral excellence, if there's anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. Guys, without a relationship with Christ, you have nothing good to dwell on in the middle of this crisis. I don't know how people make it on this earth without a relationship with king jesus i don't know how you can face death and face this turmoil without him the answer is you can't but if you have a relationship with him dwelling in him allowing him to guard your heart is the easiest thing to do it's like breathing the air for for a normal person god's got this i'm not worried but I, i'm going to ask you this morning Do you have that relationship with him? Can you easily dwell in that? And if the answer is yes, I praise God. I praise God with you. I know we're going to weather this together. But if you are completely overcome by anxiety and worry, perhaps it's you don't have a relationship with King Jesus. Maybe it's because you're not practicing the commands of Scripture. You don't have the full benefit of his word. Maybe you're not praising him no matter what happens. Maybe you're being overcome with selflessness. Maybe, maybe a senior in high school, maybe you're just so upset that, that, that your senior year has been robbed at the end that you can't see past yourself. Uh, maybe, maybe you've lost your job and you're bitter about it and you, you, the government can't get those checks out quick enough. It's all stuck up in Congress. What's the problem here? That's not the resource of helping you through this. God is. God is. But for a lot of us, guys, a lot of us, it's because we don't have that relationship with Christ. So I'm going to pray with you like I did last week. I'm going to pray for you, and then I'm going to ask you, if you don't know King Jesus, if you need a personal relationship with Him, I'm going to ask you to pray these words with me. But, you know, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, the Bible says you you shall be saved. It's an external in an internal you have to mean it so if you want that peace if you want all that god has it's just about having a relationship would you pray with me wherever you're at right now in your living room in a vehicle um, with your family or all alone i want you to know as we pray in the name of king jesus that you are not alone uh, that you are joined together with the masses that are called by His name as we come and pray. Father God, we come to You and we beg of You. Father, we're asking, God, that You would curse, Lord, the sin in our life. God, You would push away the worry and the anxiety because we have the knowledge that You are on the throne. We have the knowledge that You have authority over everything and every part of this creation. Father, we do not have to understand, Lord, why this world is so broken. We just know it is broken. We don't have to understand... Why is the coronavirus taking lives and making people sick? Father, we just know, Father, that you are in control. And you've got a plan to work in all of this, God. And I ask that that plan, Father, would Lord, give us peace, make us to be still and hear from you, and to draw more and more people to you for that relationship, God. But if there's anybody that's watching this morning or listening that does not have a personal relationship with you, God, would you call them into relationship this morning? If you want to pray that prayer for the first time, if you already have Christ, you can pray this with us, but you are already sealed in Him. But if not, pray this prayer. Just cry out to God and say, Father, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I don't have peace because I don't have you. Father, forgive me of my sin. I want Jesus' sacrifice. To take over my punishment that I deserve for my faithlessness. I ask you, Father, forgive me of my sins. Give me new life. And I am making a commitment today in your power that I will follow you all the days of my life. If that's your first time commitment today, you are now my brother or sister in Christ. Dwell in this truth dwell in His Spirit and stay connected and stand guard with us as we live for King Jesus. Pastor John's going to lead us in a song. If you have prayer or you have praises or you have need, I'd like to ask you to send us a message on Facebook. You can text me at 325-805-0123. That's 325-805-0123. Or email ryan at fbmason.org. Uh, but, but we want to respond with you. So John will play, you pray, sing along, and may you dwell with the Lord this week.
2: Oh, Lord,
0: my